0: Hi, I'm Julia. Welcome to I Have Help, interviews about the support in our lives, the paid and unpaid childcare, housework, and support we utilize to try to make our lives run smoothly. On today's episode, I chat with the lovely Arthi. Arthi is a full-time mom who chose a career pause after the birth of her second daughter. We talk about her journey to motherhood and IVF, and now the logistical struggle of her current setup. We talk about her career pause and the decision to stay home or go back to work. I hope you enjoy our conversation. It resonated so much with me and my own internal debate of work versus family. We're gonna get started. Hello, Artie, how are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. So if you could just take a second to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your family. Sure. So my name is Artie. I'm originally from
1: New York. Um, And I've been here in London for about 10 years now. So I'm married to Arun, he's my husband. And um, he's British, so born and raised here. And we have two daughters, Kiara is six and a half years old and Mila is just just about to turn four. Mm. So we live in Chiswick in London now. And yeah, just, that's our family. So uh, tell me what your husband does, remind me. So he's a GP. Well, so he is, his background is in medicine and he runs a practice um, in Wembley. Um, he's also now in the process of starting a new health tech company. Amazing. So he has his practice where he's actually practicing as a GP a lot less. Mm-hmm. And he started this new um, health tech company, which has been... Um, sort of, you know, born a couple of years ago and has been keeping him and us very busy, well, mostly him. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's been amazing and an incredible opportunity, but it is very much a startup and very much in its infancy. So yeah. a lot of ramp up and a lot of hard work is going into that.
0: So tell me a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. So I, um, So I was working for about over 20 years. So after I graduated from university... Um, I joined Deloitte consulting and I was there for six years as a management consultant, management consultant, which was really cool. Um, I was focused on like technology and operations. Mm -hmm. And so it was fun. It was really intense. Like being it, being a management consultant, I'm sure you've heard or no, it's, it's, I mean, the learning curve is really, really steep and, um, you know, it was, it was really intense, but it was fun. I was living in New York city and Mm. it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I did that for six years, then went back and got my MBA at NYU. So got my um, business degree in marketing and finance, and then joined American Express, and I was there for about 15 years. So I spent about half that time in New York, and then um, when I moved over here, I stayed with the company, and then stayed was was with with them here in London for
0: many years until I had my second daughter. So so you were working through. When I had Kiara. Uh, ah. um, take me back to when you were pregnant with Kiara um, before really becoming a mom. yet. Yeah, what were your plans and expectations sure. for motherhood and kind of support or help? And what, what did that look yeah. like? Yeah. So
1: I think, you know, I had lived in London for a few years mm. and I didn't, I don't have any super close family here. I have a cousin that lives here, I have some extended family here, but really my family. Family was Arun's is, is Arun's family here, yeah. um, and my whole family is still in the States, and, you know, I think before I moved here, I always had this impression of I'd live near my family and my yeah. parents and my brother, and I would, you know, our families would grow up together, mm-hmm. and I'd have this just, like, my best friends around me and my cousins and my yeah. aunties and uncles, and, you know, we would just be this, like, Big, extended family, you yeah. um, know, is that and what you grew up with? I did grow up with yeah. that. I had my grandparents oh, so were with us a lot. Um, we just had a really big extended family. Yeah. Um, and it was really nice. And we and so I think like that's that was always my sort oh, of impression. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, obviously living in London and not having all of that here with me. And and my in-laws and my husband's family are lovely. Mm. Um but in terms of my immediate family and having my mom around tell me I didn't I didn't have any of that so you know when I got pregnant with Kiara and we had we had sort of struggled to get pregnant and we had gone through this very long journey of trying to get pregnant and so you know it was like two years in the making for us and I yeah. was working at the time Arun was working and um, you know it was it was you know, Really, like this incredible time when we were expecting mm. and so we were obviously really excited for it.
0: Can you take me back a little bit to yeah. working and working on getting pregnant yeah. and what that looked yeah. like and how that felt? Like did you feel like you had enough headspace and time to really go through yeah. everything properly? So I think at the time I thought
1: I did in yeah. hindsight I think I definitely did did not so mm-hmm. we I think what when I got I was I was about 37 when I got married yeah so by the time we started trying I was like inching close to
0: 40 yeah and so I think by the way you look amazing I you. would have guessed that you were 37 ah, now thank you I'm
1: 47
0: now <laughs> what <laughs> Yes. oh my right, guys we're gonna post some pictures thank you this is unbelievable you look <laughs> amazing thank you um so I was, you know, I was
1: inching close to forty, and obviously had this pressure. Of, yeah. Well, we wanted to, we wanted to have a family. We wanted yeah. to have children, and I think I was just very conscious of my age. And so when mm. we started trying, and we weren't getting pregnant, um, I think we just really were like, and we had met with doctors, and mm. I think we just jumped to IVF very quickly Mm. and which for us felt like the right thing to do and it was the advice we were given and so we we went down this path and unfortunately it wasn't working for us and it Mm. wasn't working for me and i went through rounds and rounds of ivf and It just wasn't working and I was going through round after round and I wasn't really like processing yeah and I wasn't giving myself the break and it was really hard and at the same time I was working and my job was my role at the time was expanding um, so I was taking on more responsibility I was traveling a lot for work Mm. Um, so yeah it was it was a lot I was very fortunate to have a very understanding and amazing boss. And I was very open with him about kind of where I was and what we were trying to do. And he, you know, gave me a lot of latitude, I'd say. Um, That's amazing. It was amazing. And then I, you know, as I was entering one of my last, well, what ended up being my last round of IVF, I had gotten promoted. Mm. And so it was kind of this weird time where it was like professionally and career-wise, I was like killing it, killing it. And then on the family front, I was really struggling. And, and as I was going through those cycles of IVF, if anyone's gone through it, you know, like the hormones just make you crazy and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't, I definitely wasn't bringing my best self to work. Mm. Um, I was, you know, the stress it was causing on my relationship, um, the stress I was putting on myself and, and you know, just feeling like, um, you know, like why wasn't this happening? You know, kind of yeah. just the like confusion around it, the pressure around it, the stress around it. Um, anyway, we did our last round of IVF, which didn't work, mm-hmm. and the doctors were basically. And we had gone to an, a really like a, a clinic that was you know known to be one of the best. Yeah. Um, they took a slightly more aggressive approach, so we thought we were doing everything Everything right um and it didn't work and Mm -hmm. the doctors were kind of like you know you can look at adoption you can look at donor eggs you you know and we were talking about now all of these other and so I was trying to process that and come to terms with really potentially not being able to have our own like carrier biological child and it was really hard it was it was one of the hardest things we've ever been through and and I've ever been through and that Mm. I think we've ever been through as a couple yeah and you know fast forward a month and I got pregnant naturally yeah so it was it was really amazing and it was you know like completely unexpected obviously
0: because we had literally just you were like in a way starting to grieve yeah, the, and, and the life you were expecting. And I was about
1: to turn 40 mm. and I was having family and friends come to London. We were going to do this big celebration and and I kind of just let the whole thing go. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to enjoy my 40th yeah. birthday." And yeah. I will. I'll pick this back up later, (laughs) and I did. And I went wild on my fortieth. Like we went out. We were just having a great time. Turns out I was pregnant that (laughs) night. (laughs) I didn't realize it. Um, But anyway, yeah. So it worked. It worked out great. But then you know, it was like then you're pregnant. We're pregnant. And then it was the stress of doing everything we could possibly do. So I had. I had gone back to the clinic. I had done the done. um, the IVF with to basically monitor me for yeah. the first three months. And so I was taking progesterone. I was taking blood thinners. I was going twice a week for blood tests. Oh so, gosh. which is like a full time job. In it is. So I had all of these other things that I was doing to manage my pregnancy, yeah. which again, in hindsight was probably unnecessary, necessary and overkill, but I didn't know well, and I you, we were just, you needed
0: to do to Exactly. to feel comfortable. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. And so we we you know I did that and thankfully everything went really smoothly mm-hmm. and you know I had a really sort of like pretty like I don't want to say easy but like pretty you know happy pregnancy. Yeah, happy yeah. pregnancy and no complications and everything went really smoothly. Um and then we had a baby. (laughs) And, you know, I think I, so my maternity leave started and we had a lot of conversations about what kind of help should we get. And, you know, I jumped to this place of like, I'll take everything. You know, I just, I want a maternity nurse. I want like, you know, breastfeeding support. Like, yeah. I just really was like, I'll Meaned take into all that. the help. Yeah. And could. I think when we, came, when, when we got to that point, mm. um, we had agreed we didn't want like, is it called a sleep nurse? Yeah. A night or, nurse. A night nurse. Yeah. yeah. We had agreed we, we didn't want a night nurse, yeah. um, for us. And we had, we started to have somebody who, who came to us like a couple of times a week. Mm. Um, to kind of help me. And to be honest, she didn't, she was lovely. She didn't do much. So with Kiara, I really struggled with breastfeeding. So yeah. my first three months were really tough on that front, in mm. that I couldn't breastfeed her. So um it it took a while to like for she and I to get into our groove. Yeah. So it was constantly pumping. Yeah. It was oh. constantly cleaning and sterilizing yeah. all of the and and the that's actually is. where this woman who was coming was, was really helpful because she, you know, we were constantly trying to like trying the breastfeeding, but she was just there to like, she was kind of a mental support because yeah. everyone was back at work and I was kind of doing this on my own. And so that was really helpful. And soon after I had Kiara, my sister-in-law came, which was great. Mm. And that was amazing for moral support. She came for a few days. My mom ended up coming, but... I so and then I had this woman who came for a bit, and then I was kind of on my own to be honest. Like yeah. she, she, I didn't really need her. Kiara and I like figured out my groove with breastfeeding, and and then you know Kiara got old I just started taking her to
0: classes, and we spent a lot of time together. Was your plan always to take the full year maternity leave and go back to work, or what was your initial plan at that so point? So
1: I was always planning to take the mm. year off. I probably went back just a little bit earlier. Mm. Because there were some things going on in the organization, and the person who was covering my mat leave was leaving a bit earlier than expected. And I think I just, there was stuff going on at work that I actually wanted to be back for. So I spoke to my boss at the time, and it came back, it went back about a month earlier. Yeah. um, But started my nanny search. And so we were looking for a full time nanny. to come knowing I was going to go back to work. And so we started that search, which anyone who's looked for nanny knows, yeah. it is not easy. And, you know, I didn't really know what I should be looking for. Like, I yeah. didn't know what... I didn't even know what to ask. Like, I just... It was really... I mean, I had friends helping guide
0: me, but it was really confusing. I, I think it's, it's so personal, too, because the things that I, I prioritize in terms of a nanny are different right. than someone else. Someone right. wants... Someone might want someone who's on paper, has the yeah. accreditations, all of this. Right. Other people kind of go off of feel right? versus you want right. someone wants to kind of be able to tell them what to do or, or some people want someone with the expertise and yeah. the the insight to give yeah. you advice. It's, it's so personal. It so it's is. It's so hard. And you don't know what you want until you have it.
1: Yeah. Again. And I think there was also like, there was this, there was this like, the demand for nannies and good yeah. nannies was so high. So... I feel like you'd find somebody. And even if I was unsure, I felt the
0: pressure to like... Make an offer. Yeah, Go with it. Lock lock them in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And anyway, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of interviews, a lot of trials. Hmm. Um, And finally, like in the end, a a friend of mine who I worked with at Amex um, had mentioned that his previous nanny might be available. And I contacted her And she was the best and she was amazing. And I mean, to this day, she is like a huge part of our family. She's Mm. now since moved back to Brazil, but she was with us for, I think, two and a half years. And I don't know what I would have done without her. And she, she, so she came and joined our family and, you know, like right away, I think we gave her an offer and the, and the week after I wasn't meant to go back to work, but there was this big meeting happening in New York and I just like, I really wanted to go. And so we just kind of figured it out and mobilized it and, yeah, and it was fine. And she came yeah. and she was very experienced and, you know, she came and helped Arun for three days and, you know, while I was away and she, she was full time with us and, and a nanny. She wasn't a housekeeper. I mean, yeah. She would help us with the house, but she wasn't cleaning our house. I mean, yeah. she was really focused on everything with Kiara and, you know, her laundry, her food, right. managing the toys. But And I needed that. Yeah. And really, I just more than anything needed the peace of mind that, you Kiara know, was there was somebody of, who yeah. really could keep her safe and, and, and really just love her. Love her. Yeah. yeah. And she was that person, and she became such an incredible part of our family and our house, mm. and and we were very spoiled. Like she just, she taught me so much about how to be a better mother, and yeah, you know, she became a great friend in the end. And she was with us um, even after I had Mila. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that was my first experience with a nanny, and we got incredibly lucky.
0: So talk me through your pregnancy with Mila yeah. and at what point did you decide not to go back so um, uh, so after
1: about I don't even remember the timing but when we knew we we knew we wanted to have um, well we knew we wanted to try for a second yeah um, and we kind of said to ourselves you know what we're gonna try and if it doesn't work we'll maybe try one rounds of IVF mm-hmm. but if it doesn't work like we're good we're yeah. happy with our family of three yeah um and so and actually like getting pregnant with mila was pretty easy like mm. it, it happened much more quickly than we yeah. anticipated so and again a pretty smooth pregnancy um so i had mila uh, about two and a half years after kiara was born so they're you know close good. but um, not yeah yeah and it was in november of night 2019 mm. um and Kiyo, we had just moved to When's Mila's flat.
0: birthday? Fritz's is
1: the 23rd. Her, hers is the 12th. Ah, yeah. Our so wedding close. anniversary is the
0: 23rd. Oh, oh is it? And it's Thanksgiving this year. Oh. I, I was, I, all I wanted was Fritz not to be born on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then I realized, like, he's still going to have birthdays yeah, on Thanksgiving. Exactly. <laughs> um, I love that as a wedding anniversary. Yeah. Oh. So. November
1: 2019. Yeah, November twenty. So we had Mila. We had just moved to a new flat. Mm. Because we wanted more space, Kiara just started nursery, Mm. and um, yeah, and so I started my maternity leave, and and it was going from I don't know if you felt like this, but going from one to two children was a huge adjustment for me. Yeah,
0: harder than going from zero to one. Way way harder. Right for me, it was uh, worlds different. I I mean I think I mine was kind of different because I had Fritz. In 2019. Yeah. And so I had this bubble of COVID yeah. where you had the bubble of COVID with a toddler, and I yeah. can't even imagine. And so, but I still think that going from one to two was much harder yeah. on me and on the family and everything.
1: It was, it was, yeah, it was really, it was really tough. Hmm. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, I mean, thank God I wasn't working. Like, I I yeah. know there are so many families that had two kids in school, like, you know, actual, like, real learning had to go on with both parents working. Like, I don't yeah. even know how like, they did it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for us, Kiara was now home from nursery. I had a newborn. And everyone was working from home and trying to basically take his whole practice and his patience, and move everything like online and virtual and you know it was just it was a crazy time for everybody yeah um and and our nanny this the same nanny who we had had from when Kiara was born wasn't coming anymore because we thought like just to be just to be safe safe because she was living with her husband who was still going to work mm. and so we just decided that you know we were just going to, like, contain ourselves, the four of us. And we didn't see anybody. Like, we, I mean, we would go out for walks and things. Walks. and yeah. things. But we weren't seeing family. We didn't have our cleaner come. Yeah. We didn't have the help at home. So now I went, fr- you know, and I was, I had Mila, I had Kiara. I was cleaning the house. Yeah. We were doing the cooking. We were. And you went from having, like, a great support system. Yes. To napping. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I had Kiara in nursery. I had a nanny. I had, yeah. you know, it was it was really... I mean, it was tough for everybody. It was really tough. Yeah. Um, and, again, like, that transition to two kids was really... I don't know if it was, like, intensified because of COVID, but it it was a big... Um, a it, big shift. It was it a big shift, big shift for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Arun was really busy with work. And at the time, he was starting to think about and get the wheels in motion for the startup he's now started. Yeah. Um, And when I left Amex at the time, I was in a great role. I had an amazing team, Mm. an amazing boss. I was in a great role. Um, But it was a big role. And it was a global role. And and most of my team was in New York. Mm. And so it was fine and we made it work um you know the dynamics weren't ideal because you know I had to play around with my hours a lot and I think with with Arun's sort of focus on his work and where it was potentially going to go and having been at Amex for so long I think it was a time for that Arun and I just like kind of took a step back and said like Reprioritize a bit, yeah. And what what do we want to do? And it, for me personally, to yeah. say like what what do I want like? And it was it was a great exercise to go through, and it was great to have the time and the space to do that. And you know, I as we talked about it, I think we both just thought like it would be nice for one of us to be around with the kids more. Yeah. And I felt like I had a great run at Amex. You know, yeah. I felt like I had a really great um, experience and path there. And I had a lot of amazing roles and Mm. I was okay to move on. Yeah. Um, You'd, You'd done it. Yeah. I had done it. And I ended up seeing my boss at the time. We, we ended up flying to New Jersey that summer and everyone thought we were crazy, but we did it. And we went and saw my family who had never met Mila. Yeah. And anyway, we went there and I, my I ended up seeing my boss and I had a really candid conversation with him. Um, and he was really understanding about it. And I kind of said like, you know, I'm, if there's an opportunity to like, cause there was somebody in my role covering my role. Yeah. And so anyway, we worked it out over a few months and I decided not to go back. Um, yeah. I had a little bit of back and forth, which, you know, like kept me on a little bit longer but I basically didn't go back after I had Mila Mm. Um, and around the same time that we were making this decision our nanny decided to leave she wanted to go back to Brazil to be Mm -hmm. with her family and I we found somebody else to come in and help who you know who was lovely as well and so she joined our family Um, and so yeah I kind of made the move to full-time mom yeah, which was also a huge adjustment for yeah. me. a huge adjustment for me.
0: So, what's your setup like now? Now that because now Mila is yeah is in school. She's or, in school. Yeah. She's in nursery. Um, five five mornings a week and yeah. is in year two,
1: which is nice. And we also have since moved to Chiswick. Yeah. Um. So we're a little further away from the school. So, um, our our nanny who came on. Um, after a previous one left, she ended up leaving. She was she got pregnant and went on to have a baby, Everyone, so she left, and that I think really made us. And then we had moved to Chiswick. Yeah, Mila was in nursery, so we kind of took a step back and reevaluated like what our actual needs were. Yeah, with the girls both being in school, with me not working, and so so now what we have is we have a lovely woman who comes to our house. She's more of a housekeeper. Yeah, slash cleaner. Um, And she comes three days, three afternoons a week. So about 20 hours a week. Mm. Um, And she'll help with the kids. Like if I need to run out, she can look after them. She's flexible to babysit. So if we want to go out to dinner, we have plans. She can, you know, she'll she'll stay stay on later and she will babysit. Um, So it's great. And I think it's helpful. And I think what we realized was like now we're in a house and we need help with the house and yeah. so you don't have you don't have
0: babies anymore don't you don't need, need help with the babies you have right a, a, a more of a house that you need exactly support and, and
1: I think that's where I real where we realized and I realized is I needed more help was with the endless loads of laundry yeah. and just keeping the keeping the house in order mm. um, and she'll help cook for the kids and yeah. you know She'll have dinner ready if we're not getting home until 5 or 6. Yeah. And then she'll clean up after while I'm getting the kids ready for bed. So that is amazingly helpful mm. um, to have somebody who can just, like, kind of help me do the things that I don't actually care to be doing. Yeah. Because every day, like, I'm running around. You know, I leave the house around 1.30. And then I'm picking up the girls. We're going to activities. So we don't actually get home till four at the earliest but right. you know a couple days a week it's like 5 30 o'clock so it's busy it's full-on
0: in the afternoons um is there anything aside from the cleaning is there anything that you purposefully outsource or that you wish you could outsource at this point um or is it just or I is think, it working well I think those
1: are the main I think the
0: yeah. management of the house is the biggest well the, yeah. the
1: keeping of the house yeah is <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing um I don't think we do much else outsourcing yeah that's good yeah. That means it's I working. mean I think what we'll, what would help so much is and I love picking up the girls I love taking them to school I love taking them to their activities and I want to be doing that it it does feel like like a lot that What's it's driving all on me though mm. because if I if I'm running I can't run late right. I can't you know, I have to plan my days and my time and my schedule. Around a
0: very rigid structure. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's the
0: tough part is like... Is that your current like, pain point right now? Is the, that's kind the of the, the drive, yeah. Like the driving and the yeah. logistics. And,
1: you know, we've talked about finding somebody who drives. Like finding yeah. a nanny who drives. Yeah,
0: just to support with exactly.
1: that. Exactly. But, you know, the, I don't think I want that every day. I yeah. just want it as a backup. As an and, you know, there have been times where arun's been able to work from home or you know he has more flexibility on thursdays so we'll be able to work around it there's i we just can't be spontaneous about yeah. it which is fine like it's yeah. you know we
0: but we it would kinda... be nice to in the future have a bit more flexibility in yeah. That. yeah yeah
1: definitely and if i were to go back to work we would definitely need to solve for that
0: mm. what is something that you hold sacred either for yourself or your family
1: yeah I'd say it's two things. I'd say, um, for me, just exercising, like finding time to exercise. Yeah. Even if it's not every day, like at least the majority of the week.
0: Mm. Um, what what do you do? What's your sport of choice? So
1: I, I actually love to strength train. So I'm trying mm. to get back into it. Not that I'm like, you know, lifting very heavy <laughs> weights. But I do love just lifting weights and and. Yeah, I guess it's strength training. I love that
0: too. Um, that I did a bunch of strength training before my wedding, and I feel like it is. You also like see the improvement, and it yes. feels very yeah. productive in that yeah. way. And you, you can, just, st-
1: yeah, yeah, you feel stronger. Yeah, because you are that. stronger. Yeah, yeah. And I started to get into tennis, so I'm trying to do like just a mixture of mm. physical activity that I enjoy, and it may it just makes a massive difference yeah. in my headspace. Like yeah. it really does. Absolutely. Um, so I'd say that is definitely top of the list and then I think just you know and both for Arun and I like putting the girls to bed yeah um is important for us so even when we had our amazing full-time nanny with Kiara like at least one if not both of us we'd always try to get home for bedtime yeah and so you know we've never really um kind of
0: outsourced like had
1: our nannies do that for us
0: so I was very much the same way and I've talked about this on the podcast before that that was like yeah. the thing I held yeah. sacred the thing yeah. that I really wanted to myself yeah. and then I outsourced it a bit as a, like, yeah. as a treat to myself yeah. and it was then like the biggest treat yeah. I felt like I had a vacation yeah. because yeah. I hadn't done it so I would say yeah. I agree yeah, and it is something that I hold yeah. so close to my heart yeah. but then having the night off it is totally. the weight is like I couldn't I have agree. imagined it was so much weight yeah. off my shoulders so there
1: are times like you know, we'll go out to, di- so we used to, we would go out for dinner, we'd go out, we used to do it where we'd go out like nine o'clock so we could mm. get the girls to yeah. bed and go out to dinner. And you know, of course, like, and now there are times, it's like a pain in the neck to get the girls to bed, right? Yeah. And it's a yeah. battle. Yeah. And so then we started like, we're like, let's just let like our nanny do it. Yeah. And we'd go out to dinner at like seven and it was awesome because yeah. we get home early, the game. <laughs> bed, and they listen better when it's someone else you know it's always like a very
0: smooth easy bedtime
1: yeah, yeah and we we do have like my in-laws will help babysit yeah. sometimes and same thing and they're happy to do it they'll get the girls to bed and so we've started to like have those have those one-offs where we'll so let so your in-laws are your in-laws around are they helpful so they're they live in northwest london so yeah. they're about 45 minutes away yeah They are helpful. I mean, with the distance, like they're not, we don't see them that often. Yeah. If I ever needed the support, they They could help. They're thankfully in great shape and very healthy. Um, I I think we rely on them on kind of the one offs and periodic babysitting or you know, if I were to bind and I need them to pick the kids up, which I haven't had to do, but I could rely on them And, you, for and it's a
0: good backup in your head it to is. know that someone is there. It is, yeah.
1: definitely. Who,
0: who the girls know, the girls trust, yeah. you know you trust, yeah. and there's no needing to give exactly. any instructions. Right. Yeah,
1: uh, But I wouldn't say we'd rely on them for, like, ongoing yeah. support. I think yeah. Or like a regular two, standing. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So is there anything that you would do differently with your setup? I know we've chatted a little bit about you kind of debating yeah. going back to yeah. work now that the girls are a bit more settled. Yeah. What's your, your headspace? So
1: I'm thinking, like? you know, I'm still thinking about it. I'm starting yeah. to put feelers out there. I think my ideal situation right now would be like to find something part-time or project-based or consulting-based yeah. that would still give me the flexibility to kind of pick up the girls and take them to their activities. But, you know, I could use a few hours in the morning to, to yeah. work somewhere. Um, but I am thinking about, you know, potentially, especially once Mila starts reception next September, like, do I want to explore a more full-time A role? bigger role. Yeah. yeah. And then I think our needs would have to yeah dramatically change because... I mean, even in the most flexible of jobs, mm-hmm. I don't think I could be gone from like 2:30
0: 2 to
1: 5.30. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'd have to solve for that. Um, but it's tough to find someone who drives. Yeah. And I think we've gone back and forth so much about, you know, like what we actually need. And it's really mm. hard. Like I think we'd lo- we want so many things in one person. And right. it's really hard to find that. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's impossible to find that.
0: And then it's equally as difficult to parse it out because if you want someone who drives, you can't, you don't necessarily just want a driver, but you do need someone who can do a couple of those things. But then once you separate it out, then you're looking at two people who then you're going to be paying much more because they're.
1: Right. And I also want my house clean and I still want help with dinner. Right. So it's, you know, a lot to find
0: in. Another person. One
1: person. And
0: and the reality is it's crazy then to think how many people are replacing just a portion of what you do in the day. Right. 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 And so like really yes. how yes. how much you actually accomplish <laughs> yeah. with the time that you have. Right. Because to try to replace that is yeah. gonna is looking like yeah. a unicorn. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But that's just right what you do.
1: Yeah. You do. And and you know, when Mila's in school next year, like you know the there's after school clubs i mean there are other ways to do it to where it. Yeah. I, you know we could potentially manage around it so we haven't we haven't gotten there yet in terms of thinking it of thinking about it and i think a lot of it will depend on where i do net out with work yeah um but yeah i'm definitely thinking about it i think i'd love to have something for myself yeah um but having said that I don't... There, there's no sense of urgency for me. Like, I think yeah. if the right thing came along... And listen, I'm in a really blessed and fortunate position to, you know, be able to to do that. Yeah. Um. So I'm very grateful. I think we have... You know, we want to work on our house. And so that's a big project right now in yeah. terms of, like, just getting that in order and feeling more settled in our home. And
0: I think sometimes people don't realize how much when you really fully commit to being a full-time parent how how quickly that day fills up because really committing to family and kids is so full-time it is is really um, it's tricky to then carve out any more space for anything else
1: it is and even as I think about going back to work now I'm like something's still gonna have to get it's not like I have five hours every day and I'm you know on my couch like watching tv which by the way would be fine if that's what I yeah. it, what I wanted to do. Yeah. I just, you know, by the time I drop the kids off and I go to the gym and I come home and I have a shower and I eat lunch and catch up on a few meet, emails and do some admin like I'm it's you're, time for me to go again. Yeah. So there's actually not a lot of time and so, you know, Arun would always say to me if you want to go back to work, just think about like what you're going to have to also give up. Like you are going to you're going you're gonna to end up um Losing that some of that time for yourself,
0: yeah, you know, and you have to figure out if what you're gaining in right. that career right. will justify what you're what exactly. you're giving up because it's yep. not the potential of giving up. It is right. your Aruna's right. right. There is right. something that is going to yep. be gone, right. probably, right. or drastically reduced. Exactly, um, and it's it's a hard conversation. It's a it hard is. decision because you also don't know what it looks like until you're in it, right? And so you don't know right. exactly what the needs are, right. exactly what you will be giving yeah. up because maybe. You are able to keep the gym and, the, and, the, and that yeah. side of it, but maybe yeah. it's the time with the girls that goes away right. Right. because of just the way that the timings yeah. work, but it might be the opposite yeah. and, and one might be harder than the other. Yeah. And so it's, it's always, it's the unknown of what that will look yeah. like. Um,
1: mm. So true.
0: I'm, but I'm excited to see what you what you find as you put thank feelers you. out because you're a rock star. So Aww, you're going to... Thank you. I'm sure you're going to get so many bites. Um, so some last random questions. Yeah. Um, so what is the best holiday you've been on as a family? And what was that setup like?
1: I think one of our best holidays was... I'm sure you've heard of... Or you may have been to the Sani Resort. Oh,
0: I've heard loads about it. Yeah.
1: So I, everybody goes there. Yeah. And there's a reason for it. Like yeah. it is... It's great for families. It's mm. great for kids. Um, we went, um, I think, a couple years ago in May for half term, mm. and it's a beautiful resort. Lots of restaurants. Lots of activities for the kids. A splash pool for the kids. So it felt like it was. It's it's a beautiful place and very adult friendly, but very kid friendly. Yeah. And so it just worked really well for us. Also because we had friends there. Yeah. And so they have amazing child care. So they have an amazing like kids club mm. and babysitters you can hire on the beach and baby sitters for the evening. We did not end up utilizing any of that because we ended up having friends that were there. Yeah. And because the setup is so family friendly, our kids could literally be together in the splash pool and we could be hanging out with our friends. Yeah. And you know, we, there were like 25 or something restaurants so we were at a different restaurant every night with friends and it just it was really fun it was yeah. the nice balance of having our own family time lots of activities time with other friends and kids playing it was easy. Yeah, yeah it
0: was easy vacationing with friends with families it's it's really it's incredible. great yes yeah. we we had done that two years ago for the maybank holiday and then last year alex and i went back to the same resort just with our family yeah and I was like, it was wonderful. I loved it still. But yeah. I was like, it was just that yeah. something extra was yeah. missing. Yeah. So last question is, what is your guilty pleasure to unwind?
1: I honestly, at the end of the day, I just like love planting myself in front of the TV. <laughs> Watching shows. What's your, my, what's
0: your show of choice?
1: What's our, So we are.
0: What's your guiltiest pleasure show?
1: My guiltiest pleasure show. I mean, I'll watch the Kardashians yeah. if I just need something really like. Mindless. <laughs> we're watching, you know, to right now we're watching Lupin, so we're really into like crime. Oh yeah, and um, like detective shows, shows. Yeah. yeah. So we're watching Lupin right now, which is really fun. I mean, it's a little bit intense, so I wouldn't say you could sit and watch like seven episodes in a row. Um, but yeah, just like at the end of the day, I feel
0: like. You want to be transported a bit.
1: I need to just sit and, and, and I get caught up in it and yeah. I do end up like later, staying up later than I need to, but I, I feel like I need that time to really decompress.
0: Yeah. Turn your brain off a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's it's nothing too like exciting. I mean, it's literally just planting myself in front of the TV
0: <laughs> and maybe with a glass of wine, but that's a necessity. Yeah. yeah. Like Olivia Pope with some popcorn yes. and wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thank it. you so much for sitting down and thank chatting this was such so a lovely much. conversation I'm right. so excited to see what you mm-hmm. do next thank you I always love our conversations oh. so
1: thank you for having me today
0: thank you thank you for listening to I Have Help if you've enjoyed this episode hit follow or subscribe and please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts I love feedback so please tell me how I'm doing you can find me on Instagram at I Have Help And if you're interested in being on the show or participating in any way, drop me a DM or fill out the survey at the top of the profile. Thanks again. Chat soon.